Okay, Erin, after all that magic you shared with us in the first part of the show, <laughs> we are now in extra. So I'm just going to let you take it away. Obviously, you know how to do that. So here we go. <laughs> Is that an ouch or thank you? I'm not it was sure. such a, it was, oh, it was so good. Actually, so Aaron says to me, he says, Monica, did you get what you wanted to get out of the first part of the show? And I did not. I will just say that I had a completely different idea of what we were going to talk about. But that show kind of was a great representation of sort of the way my, that my life is. We're going to be talking about goals and vision, right? I'll set a goal. And my, the way that I set a goal is always this or something better. And it's like magic. It's always better. My life is so much more expansive, so much more full than I could have ever dreamed up or set goals for. And so that's kind of how that show ended up. It was like this or something better. And we just got so much better, Aaron. So thank you for that. Well, I'm so glad. <laughs> All right. So, um, so do you want to talk? Okay. I think we talked about one of the, okay. The very first thing I teach in Unshackled um, and of course, this will be shorter than we teach it there, of but course. we can give the, the critical part right now. Mm -hmm. um, so over the years, not because I really was promoting it or it was my main income, but over the years, I've been invited into a number of companies, many of them you've never heard of, a few of them like Learning.com, WebMD, CoverGirl, Max Factor, um, Make-A-Wish, a number of companies. Not really Make-A-Wish. That's not true. The founder of Make-A-Wish engaged me, but it wasn't the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, I sit down with these founders or CEOs. They're either they started the company or they're in charge of the company now. And I ask them, we, first thing they always do is they want to show me around, show me the office, show me the employees, show me the manufacturing, show me the whatever it is they do. We usually end up going to lunch or something after we meet people. And then we finally get just one-on-one. -on -one. And the door closes and they'll say, okay, now what? And I'll say, okay, I need you to tell me a few things here, okay? What are you great at? What do you suck at? What do you most not want me to know about you as a leader? What do you most not want me to know about you, right? Where are you great? Where are you weak? What do you really not want to share? And boy, I tell you what, the tears start to flow, right? I don't care if they're, if they have 10 employees and they're doing a million dollars a year, or if they are doing hundreds of millions a year, thousands of employees, I don't care. It's almost always the same experience. Um, because remember, even if, no matter how hard they were to get to, no matter how many gatekeepers you have to get through to get 10 minutes with that person. They just get up in the morning out of their bed and have their back be sore and have to go to the bathroom and get a shower and get their clothes on and, oh, they spilled coffee, right? They're, they're doing the same thing everybody else is doing in the morning. They may be doing it in nicer slippers, but they're, but they're going through the same thing. So when we talk to business owners, the, the thing that I always want them to – 
tell me is, look, what, why are you doing this? What is your motivation? Why do you care? Why are you, why are you giving your money and your time to this project versus any number of other things that you could potentially be doing for yourself or some, or being employed for, by somebody else? Why? What is it? Well, you know, I want to help people or I want to build jobs or we, we've got these monthly goals or we've got, and I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. That's all noble. Hooray. I love it. But let's get through all this, all these weeds and get down to what is it that's driving you and how will you know when it's enough? How will you know when you've accomplished the goal? What does the finish line look like? What, like, I need you to get clear on the destination. And this is what I want to talk to your people about here in Extra. What is the destination that you're working toward? Some people say, well, I just love the work I do. I don't have a destination. I just love what I do. To which I say, uh, that may be true. I mean, that may be how you're functioning, but that's a stupid way to live. Okay. <laughs> well, because what if it changes? That's right. What if, and what it if does. Comes up that all of a sudden you don't get to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. That's just dumb. That's, this is why so many people struggle. If I, okay. So I live in Washington state. I live in a little village called Amboy, Washington. It's nothing there. It's rural, right? I have a friend that I talked to yesterday on the phone who lives in New York City. If I decided to go and visit her, I could think, well, okay, I know that New York is east of here, right? Let me see. The sun is coming up in that direction over there. I'll walk toward where the sun's coming up, right? I'll walk along. Eventually, I'm going to run into a river. I'm going to run into some mountains. I'm going to run into some trees that have fallen down over my path. I'm going to get into the deep forest canopy, and I can no longer see where the sun comes up, right? I think I'm going the right direction. I'm very much enjoying the scenery. I'm getting my steps in, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can check a lot of boxes of success, but I don't really, I think I'm going towards something that is desirable, but I don't really know how much progress I'm making. Now, if I use a GPS, I don't even want to go to compass. This is a short talk. Let's let's if I go to a GPS, I can put in New York City from Amboy to New York City and it'll tell me turn left, turn right, turn left. But eventually I'm going to get close to my goal, which is to visit my friend, and then I'm going to get there and I'm going to go, "Damn, New York City's big." And there's a lot of addresses here. And there's a lot of people. And there's a lot of streets and there's a lot of, there's all these rivers and a bay and all kinds of other junk. There's also, you know, whatever. What, now what do I do? I got pretty close, but I don't really know what to do with where I am now, right? Versus if I start out at home and I put in 
her address, her apartment number even, right? For her, her um, apartment she owns there. It'll take me directly to her in the fastest route. There is no worrying about where am I? Where should I go? As long as, as, long as I have my exact route mapped out, I will get all the way across this great land, four time zones, at, to the exact door that I need to knock on and say, I'm here, right? But most people never, never do the work early on to figure out exactly what they want to accomplish, where they want to go. And, and I will admit that something you said about this or something better, the closer we get to the very specific outcome that we think we want when we start, the more we go, ah, well, for one thing, we, we may find we get there very quickly. If we know where we're going, we can get there much more expeditiously, right? And then as you get there, you go, oh, I'm not nearly done. I'm going to make a much bigger, I now I'm going to Mount Everest. To, I'm going to go climb the mountain. Somehow I've got to get over the ocean. I've got to get to Nepal. I've got to get up the mountain, right? <laughs> but I need a Sherpa. I need all this team, but whatever. But at least you go, oh, not only can I hit my goal, but I could hit a much bigger goal. Um, that's one thing. The other thing is you get, sometimes you get closer. There's an old expression that says, I never want to be a member of a club that would have me as a member, right? And so... <laughs> my goodness. Yes, I've heard that one. So sometimes as you get close to the goal, you look at it and go, what the heck was I thinking? My, my niece wanted to be a lawyer from the time she was in kindergarten. She was, she was a great student. She was valedictorian of her high school class, valedictorian of her university class, valedictorian of her, of her uh, law school. On the law review, got hired by the biggest, most prestigious firm in her state, worked for a couple of years and said, damn, I don't like being a lawyer. <laughs> I've worked my whole life for this goal and I don't want to do it. So sometimes you may have an explicit outcome you're trying to get to and you get there and go, ah, I didn't know enough about it. Now that I'm here, I can move and go to something different. But you'll never know, you'll never know until you do the introspective work to decide what do I actually want specifically. So in the Unshackled Owner class, um, the very first thing I have people do is I, I say, and you guys have heard this before, but I'm gonna tell you, almost nobody I've ever met actually does the work. They can recite it back. I'll tell you what, you can read as many books as you want to about riding a bicycle, but until you get on the bicycle and pedal, and try to break and try to turn and fall down and skin your knee until you do it. You don't know anything about riding a bicycle. You can explain it, but you don't know how to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. I know how to do this. I've done it over and over and over again. And I know for sure that if we follow Stephen Covey's advice, begin with the end in mind. We know what the end is. We can make a very quick beeline not only to accomplishing the, the goal, but of making money, of not wasting a lot of money, of knowing what to say yes to and what to say no to. You only get that by having an explicit understanding of the outcome. The only way to know that is to 
be honest only with yourself. Nobody else needs to know. No one needs to know. And I don't care. I grew up in a very conservative religious um, belief system that basically said, uh, you shouldn't brag about yourself. You shouldn't worry about money. You know, you should, you should just serve, 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 serve. Your, your value is in what service you can give to the church and to others. Well, it took me 50 years to leave that organization and go, this is stupid. Um, service is fine, but being a slave to some dogma is dumb. Um, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, guess what? My spirituality went through the roof when I got out from somebody else's vision into my own vision. Um, somebody else quit telling me how to have a relationship with God, and I decided how to have a relationship with God. Got much better. But anyway, that's a different conversation. For your life ambitions, you you want to give yourself the gift of really deciding exactly. So some people say, I want to earn a certain amount of money, or I want to start a certain number of businesses, or I want to be a certain body mass, or I want to have love. You know, I want to have a loving relationship. Okay. So whichever one of those it is, and I'll, I'll talk about business, but I could do this on any of these topics or any of these elements. Let's talk about business. Um, how many hours do you want to work? What conditions, under what conditions do you want to work? How big of an effect do you want to have? How much money do you personally want to put in your pocket? Not just how much money, but let's think about, describe, if you jumped in a time machine and went ahead three years and everything was your dreams had come true, tell me what happens when you wake up. What does it feel like when you wake up in your bed? What does it look like, smell like, feel like when you put your feet on the floor? What is that? Is it marble? Is it hardwood? Is it some rug you got in, in Morocco from a phenomenal trip? You know, what, what's your routine? Who do you talk to in your day? What, what, what are the things that occupy your time? How do you enjoy what do you, when you look out the window, what do you see, right? What do you want exactly if all your dreams could come true? What would it be? And the more explicit you can be. I have people write to me about, oh, I mountain bike. Uh, I just finished this, this mountain biking pro thing through the Alps. And I came back home and uh, our, our three new products had launched and had been picked up and there, you know, the, this is what the exact numbers that each product was doing. And this is what my spouse and I do together. And this is what our kids are like. And this is what our dog is like. And this is what candles are burning in my office that smell like Christmas. I mean, the more explicit you can get, as corny as it sounds, the faster you'll get there. And let me tell you why. If if I go to a, a networking event, I speak at all these conferences all over the world. So I'm always having people walking up and shaking my hand. Hi, Aaron, how you doing? I'm Fred, right? I'm Mary, <laughs> whatever. What? Oh, Fred, tell me what you do. Well, I blah, 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 blah
And I look at, I listen to Fred. Oh, okay. Thanks, Fred. And Fred walks away. I go, poor. That person's poor. That person's clueless. They may be a nice person, but they don't know what the hell's going on. I'll tell you, I had lunch with a guy who had a personal net worth of $2.2 billion. I said, tell me about, and his company was over $20 billion. I said, tell me, what do you do that's made you all this money? He said, I made braces for your teeth. I made braces that didn't hurt your teeth. Another guy, another billionaire. I graduated from college. I borrowed money from my dad and I built an apartment complex as, at a 22, as a 22 year old. Since then I've built over 300,000 more doors. That's how I became a billionaire. See, it's simple. I build apartment complexes. I make braces that don't hurt your teeth, right? That, uh, you know, simple. You know, I, I tell people I'm a fortress builder. I build a fortress from my client's personal and business assets. That's what I do. They could say, how do you do it? And I can give them details. The braces guy could tell me how he did it and give me details, engineering and scientific. But as soon as somebody can tell me in one sentence what they do, I go, oh, probably has money. <laughs> because when you know exactly where you're going or exactly what you do, and you can clearly articulate it to somebody else, if they have an interest or a knowledge or a connection or a TED talk or a book that will help you, they'll go, oh, you do that? You help unshackle business owners from, from their desk? Oh, have you heard this TED talk? Or would you speak at my event? Or is there a formula? Or, or all of a sudden, they either want your help or they want to help you because they get it. They understand it. The more vague and gobbledygooply you are, the more they'll go, oh, and then they just walk away because you gave them nothing to even get excited about. You gave them nothing for their imagination to run with. So the more explicit you are, and the more simply you can articulate where you're going, what you're about and where you're going, the easier it is for people to want to jump on the wagon with you and participate or help or introduce or invest or whatever. If they know what it is and it sounds fun or they go, man, you're the first person who seems to know what the heck they're doing here at this entire cocktail party, this entire networking event. You're the only one that said anything that made any sense. I'll talk to you some more. This is how you do it, folks. And I don't care what it is. If you say, you know, we're putting together a fund right now to buy the old post office building, we're going to fix it up and make it into a WeWork. Okay, that sounds cool. <laughs> But if you say, well, I invest in this kind of thing and that kind of thing to help these people and we're trying to change the lives of the children and we want to teach economic, uh, you know, edu education to seventh graders. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all very noble, but like, I don't really care, which is what drives me nuts about politicians. They say all this stuff that makes no sense. I don't care which side you're on. They say stupid stuff that makes no sense. And they have no authority to actually do what they're saying they're going to do. And people get excited and wear hats and get, get, get all jazzed up about nothing. And you wonder why almost every politician I've ever met before they're successfully elected is poor. They're all poor. 
Now they might make a good book deal later or get hired on boards or something and make money because they got into a position of power, but mostly they're poor because mostly they don't take a stand on anything. They don't know where they're going. They just want to make people feel good when, you know, when they talk to them. So they say whatever they have to say. They have no more, no values, no convictions. And that's what most business owners are. They don't, have no idea what their values are. They have no idea what they stand for. They have no idea what they stand against. The sooner you can articulate those things, the sooner you can turn on the flow of money into your bank account. Love that. So that is the base, the very beginning thing that I do in all of my coursework too, is we just talk about your values, your resources, and your big why, right? And you put those things together and you get a real clear picture of the truth of who you are. And that's how you build your life, right? It's super important. I'm glad you're teaching that. You know, my wife is an executive coach, very successful, has a great client base all over the world. Um, she talks about vision and so on. Uh, but when we look, we've even had some mutual clients over the years that have by fluke happened. And, um, we teach it very differently because mine's very pragmatic about business, mm -hmm. incredibly specific. And it's why we help companies. It's why I can take a company that's a $5 million company and turn it into a $50 million company and 36 months because in every aspect of life, there's a, there's going to be, as I said before, a formula and whatever it is you're doing. Some, some cases you can use the same rules apply, right? SRA, same rules apply. But there, there's also a knowingness about whatever industry you're in you can teach, I'm sure, much more useful information to somebody, guide them more usefully in real estate than I could. But if you want to grow a company with a bunch of employees and stuff, I probably know some things that a lot of people don't know. And I'm, not because I'm better or smarter, it's only because I've learned stuff. And the great thing is, is once somebody works with you, you know, once they learn the formula, then they own it right? Then they own it. And now they can go teach it to their mentees. They can go use it in their circumstance. They can go leverage it in whatever their aspirations are. So the trick is to get with somebody like Monica and um, Monica and, um, and learn, learn the formula, learn everything you can and invest money. And I'm not trying to pitch for you. I have no idea what you sell. I don't even know what, how much extra costs. I'm just <laughs> telling you, um, I spend tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, every year with um, mentors, with lawyers, with accounting people, trying to learn what are the rules associated with this big thing I'm going to do. And if I just try to do it myself, I promise you I'm going to get lost in the woods. But if I seek out the best resources in whatever it is, and I pay them the money to learn the rules, learn the, 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 the rules of engagement, if I learn it, then next time I don't need to hire them again because now I know. And every time we invest and learn, not invest hoping that if I buy this program, if I write this check or swipe my credit card, somehow by osmosis, I'm going to learn it all. That never works. 
But if you invest and you dig in and apply and teach others, then you'll own those concepts and your value in the marketplace goes up and up and up. And it's interesting how you go from people you see on TV or read about in magazines or in the paper um, and you go, wow, as you're leveling up your game, pretty soon you're like having lunch with that person. Or they're saying, can you help me with something? And that, I'm going to tell you folks, I've had that experience all through my life. And I'm, I'm pinching myself on a regular basis. When somebody texts me out of the blue, who has a $13 billion company to say, hey, how's Aaron doing today? I know your dad just died. And I'm like, you have bandwidth to think about me and write me a sweet little text that says, how you doing? It's not because I paid to join their course. It's because as you up-level your game, the people you get to know. Is it any wonder that Steve, I'm sorry, that Bill Gates and um, Warren Buffett are best friends? Your game elevates as you go on, right? So do everything you can to elevate your game and you'll be surprised at who you're hanging around with. Um, it doesn't take very long, but you have to get clear on the outcome and then stay on the path to the outcome rather than becoming diverted by every little shiny object, every little other cool opportunity or fear of missing out. Screw it all. Do one thing until you get it done right. And then when that's right, then do the second thing. Love it. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun. I learned so much. Thank you. Great. I'm so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and ladies, thank you for taking this extra step towards your financial freedom. Always remember, you do have control over your success. I'll see you soon. Bye.